like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and Jessica Durrell. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary, and this week's co-host... Hello, everyone, and happy Tuesday. Welcome to Shift Happens. I am Karen Weary, and I have some really important and amazing uh, guests with me today. And the topics is something that we absolutely need in our life in order to get where we want and need to be to uh, stay in healthy relationships and out of toxic relationships. It's not just in our private life that we need this. It's also in our work life and every aspect of our life that we need to set healthy boundaries. And uh, as a perfect segue then into the latter part of our program today, Obviously, we need healthy boundaries in order to increase intimacy, and intimacy in our relationships is something, especially in long-term relationships, I think, and we'll get into that, but um, it's something that can be difficult to keep going, and so we have an expert here today with Dr. April Brown to talk about that. Um, We here on Shift Happens are always bringing up information that is designed to help um, you get a better quality life and to become more of what you are supposed to be. Because I believe we are all here on planet Earth in order to unveil what we truly are here for to be able to share our special gifts. So let me introduce our first guest uh, who is Gloria Dampers. Gloria Dampers is a certified clinical hypnotherapist who began her fascination with hypnosis as an art-to-wear artist. Yes, because she is not just a hypnotherapist, she is also an amazing artist. Using hypnosis, she was able to take her art career to heights only dreamed of by her peers, being featured in magazines, art books, winning awards and prestigious art shows, and having her work featured and sold in museums all over the country. That would be a dream for any artist. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes, yes. Uh, So to her surprise, not only was hypnosis valuable in her career, but it also transferred her own personal landscape from a woman who felt fractured by childhood trauma to a woman who took on every challenge with humor and confidence. When she left the art world, there was only one other passion left to explore, so she began her second career as a hypnotherapist. So welcome, Gloria. Hi, Karen. I'm so excited to be here. I'm yeah, so looking um, forward to this so much. Yeah, I, I am super excited because you know, we have known each other for a little while, probably a couple of years. I mean, yes. it's hard to keep track. Um, in a networking group, I think it was uh, Women's Prosperity Network. Yes, it was. Yes. There you go. And what perfect person for you to be in that network with your own career and success as an artist, which, like we were saying, is a challenge for most artists. It is. And that's actually how I got into hypnotherapy in the first place. Um, Years ago, I was changing my business 
and uh, was going to go on the road, uh, you know, to do art shows all over the country. And I just felt like my selling game was not what it should be. Mm. And so there was a hypnotherapist who had an office around the corner from my store. And I went to her and really didn't have anything, you know, no preconceived notions about anything really. Just thought I would try it. And I had a couple of sessions with her. And within six months, my business, my sales increased for like 300%. Wow. I started getting into the, sh- the top shows. People were noticing me. And what I saw is that it's just not about, it was never about the sales. It was about the self-esteem, the self-worth, knowing that you deserve this, really understanding what a great artist I was, mm-hmm. you know, and, and having the courage with, to reach out for all that stuff. But it became normal. That was my normal. And yeah. that's what hypnotherapy did for me. And it changed my life. So when uh, my hands started going south, because that's what happens when you're a successful artist, your hands start to hurt. Oh, no. What's the coolest thing I've ever heard of? And it was hypnosis, hypnotherapy. Yeah. Wow. What a beautiful transition from one passion to another. A lot of people, they never get to uh, delve into even a a passion. (laughs) So That's very true. Well, you know, that that kind of leads into the topic of boundaries. Because if you don't know what you want, then you don't know what your passion is. Mm. Then a lot of times you're just going to feel stuck and left behind. And there's reasons for that. There's absolutely reasons for that. So... Part of uh, the work of having boundaries is people come to me as hypnotherapists for a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of cases, I have found that the root of the problem, whether it's feeling stuck or feeling sad or having depressed feelings or even being angry, mm-hmm. have their roots in lack of boundaries. Yep. So it's my job to get them to understand that, that this lack of boundaries originally starts as a coping mechanism. You know, and uh, if you are raised in a dysfunctional family or if you suffer something as a kid, and we all know that your learning period where you form the ego is going to be between the time that you're born and around 10 years old. So all during that time, your ego is, is getting formed and you're learning about yourself and your world through your environment and through your parents and through school. You know, and if you are raised in a family with healthy boundaries, you learn by example. Mm-hmm. You learn that people communicate to each other in a, in a, in a non-threatening uh, way. You learn that people have uh, other lives that don't include you, but, but you're still safe and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn by example how to, what to put up with and what not to put up with, what to have in your life and what not to have in your life, because that's, that's what your parents are teaching you by example. Exactly. And it's the same thing about being in school. You know, if you go to school and you're accepted by your peers and you have great experiences, you're going to be a good student, you're going to be a good athlete. There, you know, you, you learn to evaluate yourself through your interactions with other people as a kid. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so basically what I'm hearing you also say is when people, they don't learn how to set those boundaries because... Um, you know, usually their parents don't know how to set the boundaries. And I think oftentimes that's because of some level of trauma, right? Dee, would you agree? Yes. Yeah. And you mentioned in your uh, intro about your own childhood trauma. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. My childhood was very difficult. Um, I had a very uh, abusive parent who mm-hmm. was physically and, and uh, emotionally and mentally abusive and really unpredictable. 
Now, as a kid, one of the things that you need beyond anything else, and I'm sure you'll all agree with me, is you've got to feel safe. Yep. You know, because you're vulnerable and you're small, and you will your safety is absolutely paramount to developing a healthy ego and growing up in a way that that you do know your boundaries. So my father was a very abusive person, and uh, he was very physically abusive and, and verbally abusive as well. So I grew up um, with really no sense of self because all of my energy was directed to keeping myself safe and not waking the dragon, yeah. not doing anything to rock the boat, yep. but to try to be able to predict his behavior. Mm-hmm. So consequently, even as a kid, I was always tired always exhausted, always slightly depressed because I did not feel safe. Now, if you would ask me as a kid, could I verbalize that? Of course not. No. But as we all know, kids act out in a lot of different ways. And in hindsight, you can absolutely see that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I grew up um, thinking that it was perfectly okay to slug somebody. I got in a lot of fights as a teenager. Mm. got a lot of fights. When I got married, I thought it was perfectly okay to hit my husband yeah. because, because that's how I had been raised. Yeah. And the sad thing about having a damaged childhood like that and living with a parent that is abusive or out of control or, or a narcissist in some way is that you grow up thinking that this is perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. It's so normal. It doesn't feel good. No. But it's absolutely normal. And, and yet, that's what love is for you. That's exactly right. Yes. And then you attract that into your life. And again, it's not about feeling good necessarily. It is about attracting into your life what you are used to, what you need to feel comfortable, even if it is not healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Because one of the things that kids need so much, and and I sometimes I'll hear parents say something about, oh, well, you're the parent, and you know, the the kids can just going to go on your schedule. Well, no, they need a lot of sleep. They need a lot of consistency and routine. That is what helps little tiny people, like you said, who are tiny and have no power, and you know, depend on every little need on you as the parent. They need and thrive on that. routine, you know, and, and certain bedtimes, and this is what we do, and, right. you know, it's warm fuzzies. Continuity in their lives. Yes. You know, everyone needs a structure, and again, it's no accident that boundaries are called boundaries, <laughs> because you do need that structure in your mind to live a healthy life. Yes. You know, if you don't know what you're coming home for, to, if you don't know how your parent is going, if your parent is hugging you and kissing you one minute and pinching you and slapping you the next minute and you have no discernible reason for that, you live in a, a state of anxiety and yep. fear all the time. Exactly. And that's so unhealthy. Yep. You know, and exhausting. Thing, yeah. And, and <laughs> when you grow up, you, now these are all coping mechanisms. And the good news is, is that look how wonderful your brain is to assess this problem as a kid, right? <laughs> yeah. And to, and to put, excuse me, I'm, I'm <laughs> and to put uh, coping mechanisms in place that are going to keep them as safe as they can be. Yeah. So that it may include a lot of pleasing, pleasing the parent, you know, uh, uh, negating your own desires or your wishes or, or what you think of yourself. And a lot of families that have a, a dysfunctional parent, the kids don't have any identity at all Mm-mm. because mm-hmm. everything about them is, is geared towards pe- pleasing the parent and yeah. keeping the peace. Yeah. So, so this, this is not wrong. If you don't put some of those coping mechanisms in place, you're going to be terribly, terribly damaged. Yeah. The problem comes in when you grow up 
and this is where you're still living in your life. Yeah. Yes, and exactly. you are, yeah, you're, and you are attracting situations and people. Now, conversely, you're also attracting people into your life that also have no boundaries, but in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. That they make you responsible for their feelings and their actions and, you know, and, and what are you going to do to please me? So we unconsciously set this up yep. as children. And again, it's not something that the kid did that was bad. It was a coping, coping mechanism. But to not outgrow it and to bring it into the adult life is devastating. Yeah, because now it continues on to the next generation and the next generation. Exactly. Until so someone. This is generational. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you don't even know if your grandmother was angry and your mother was angry and then now you're angry and now your daughter's angry. Nobody knows why. Yep. It was this coping mechanism and this way of being that was just passed down through the generations. Mm-hmm. And this is also what I, I like to say is that, you know, people, they think, oh, well, you know, that's just how we are in our family. Well, right. well like it's genetic and, mm-hmm. and I'm going, well, no, not necessarily. I mean, right. let's look at really what was going on, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the abusive, angry father, you know, that would make you put you on edge a little bit, you know, exactly what you're describing right there. Right. So, yes, you're it, talking it, it about does, how amazing the brain is. You know, if mm-hmm. you if people will say, well, my parents were fine or whatever. Now, there's also school. Here you are, this little vulnerable person walking into this building, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, maybe you think you're okay. Maybe you don't, whether you've got some stuff going on at home or not. You know, what your peers think of you is so, is so important when you're a kid. If yes. you walk into school and somebody makes fun of your backpack or your lunchbox, or maybe you're a little heavy, you know, if your peers start bullying you, and making you aware that you are not ex- uh, that you are not acceptable and that you don't fit in, mm-hmm. the shame and the embarrassment of that yeah. stays with you your entire life. Yes, you know, and a lot of times adults will come to me, you know, when they're in their forties and fifties and sixties, because they have been triggered by something that brought them right back mm-hmm. and this isolation and this being pointed out as being unacceptable and being different and yeah. not belonging. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing that I hear all the time is, oh, well, that was a long time ago. I'm over. I forgave them, this, that, and that. And I, many times, like, okay, on a surface level, you may have forgiven them. Right. And you may have tried to put it behind there. But if, until it's processed, it's still stuck in there in that format that it was, that it happened in. Right. Exactly. Well, here's the thing about the subconscious. It doesn't know that yesterday was yesterday. Exactly. And it doesn't know that tomorrow is tomorrow. It lives in a state of being in the now all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you want to test that to yourself, you could just think of a memory, any memory, you know, that was accompanied by a thrill. You know, think of a movie that was scary. You're automatically going to get these physical reactions in your body. Yep. You know, and so your mind is, you're living this all the time. Every time you think about this, every time you're triggered, every time something happens that makes you feel unsafe or picked out or hurt, you're automatically going to be re-experiencing that. And your mind keeps it very much alive until yep. it is brought to the surface and processed. Yeah, absolutely. That, that lets you know that it was okay to be like that and now it's okay to let it go. Yeah, yeah. And so we just have a few minutes before you go into a break, but um, can you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what is, how do we define the, those boundaries and how do we, you know, identify what needs to be a boundary? 
what needs to be a boundary pretty much is, is anything that, that you feel stressed or stretched by. So here's what happens when you're a people pleaser, right? You're so busy pleasing people and so busy running back and forth, doing their stuff, their stuff, their stuff, you feel drained and tired. The reason you do is because you've got to cram your own needs and your own life into the time that is left over from people pleasing and doing everything for everyone. Mm-hmm. So th- there's a series of things that I call non-negotiables. One non-negotiable would be is I'm going to put my life and myself before anyone else. I'm going to do my thing at work. I'm going to get my work done before I take on my coworkers' work. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that is a boundary. Yeah. That's a boundary. Yeah. That sounds like a really good one. (laughs) That's number one. And, uh, you know, there are several others. Yeah. And this is what I usually, I love to uh, quote Lisa Nichols with this Mm -hmm. quote here, is that you have to give from your overflow. Right. Which means that you have to always fill up your own cup so much that Mm -hmm. it overflows. And that's the space that you can give from because that is what you have extra and leftover and actually feels really good to pass on. It does. You know, a simple test of boundaries is what makes you feel bad? What Mm -hmm. makes you feel good? Not what's normal or not normal, what you need to do or don't need to do, but what makes you feel free and open and what makes you feel sad and tight? Yes. Yes. I do that all the time when I work with people. It's like, I'm always telling, check in. How do you feel? How does that feel? Because it's not about what my opinions are, what my thoughts and morals and what my boundaries are. It's about what works for you, what feels good for you, because yours might be very different from mine. And it's okay. (laughs) It's absolutely okay. Yes, yes, it really is. And so, yeah, lots of great information about boundaries and how they're, how we develop them initially. And uh, we will get in a little bit about um, how hypnosis actually works when we come back from these couple of messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. 
Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to Karin W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K A R I N. Now, back to Shift Happens. We are making Shift Happen today, uh, specifically with regards to our boundaries. And for the boundaries, we have our wonderful hypnotherapist, Gloria Danvers, um, who is talking about how she got into hypnotherapy for herself because at first she was an artist and needed to do better and become a better salesperson and wandered on down to this uh, hypnotherapist that was around the corner from where she worked and said, hey, I want to be a better salesperson. So what happened then? (laughs) What shift happened? (laughs) (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. (laughs) It really is. It really is. You know, and when you have an, a life-altering experience like that, and let's face it, when, li- when you have a life-altering experience that affects your pocket, you sit up and take notice. Yeah. Right? And I had been an artist for so many years and really had a place to measure that by. And it wasn't that I wasn't doing well. Mm-hmm. It was that I was doing so much better. 300% better. So much better. That, that's so significant. Became, yeah, it really was significant. <laughs> and um, working with... Uh, hypnotherapy and then thinking about all the things that had been holding me back Mm -hmm. that I felt that I wasn't good enough that I was afraid I didn't know what I wanted Um, I had been listening to my dad's abuse for so many years it really became this continuous loop in my head and I'm sure everybody that is watching this program knows what that loop is oh yeah we all have one hypnosis once you address that loop what you do is you find out what's happening, then you do a pattern interrupt, which means you, you stop the loop and you say, hey, why don't you think this way? How does this feel? Mm-hmm. You know, and the brain will go, wow, I love that. <laughs> let's, let's talk about that instead. Let's have that conversation instead. Mm. So once you start feeling good in one area of your body or one area of your life, you, always, you, you look for other ways to feel good. Feeling yes. good is a quest, right? Yes, yes. Uh, and that's the quest that we're all on is to feel good, mind, body, and soul. Yeah. And, you know, and without the tools like hypnosis and other therapies out there that mm-hmm. are super effective, people tend to do avoidance and cover up and distraction. Right. Would you agree? Yeah. 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 Yes. Uh-huh. And, and that's how they attempt to get to feeling good. But there is actual really 
feeling good out there available. And well, sometimes great. it doesn't take very long. Yeah, you don't, they say you don't know what you don't know. And that's really true. And, and the modalities that, that you and I use are, or, I mean, we're really on the cutting edge of neuroscience. This oh, yeah. is real new, wonderful stuff. This is not medication. This mm-hmm. is not something outside that's a chemical compound coming into your body and uh, masking a symptom. This is real and permanent change. And it has to do with the way that you want to feel, the, the things that you, your mind knows are right. Mm-hmm. When you check into your stomach, you know, which is your felt sense and when the first time you stand up for yourself and you say, I'm not going to tolerate this, and you get this confused reaction from the person who's been abusing you, and they kind of go away to think about that, that's power. Yes. That's yes. setting a boundary. Yes. Now, one and of the we- things that makes hypnosis really powerful about that is because the mind deals in images, mm-hmm. images and metaphors. If yes. I say to a client, I want you to close your eyes and take a deep breath in, and I want you to imagine what your own space looks like. Space automatically implies maybe, you know, a big stretch of grass. You know, your mind is going to start, uh, start supplying you with images. Mm-hmm. And then I say, now imagine taking some of these non-negotiables. I will no longer allow my children to treat me this way. I will no longer allow my father to speak to me disrespectfully. I will no longer allow my coworker to drop his work on my desk at the end of the day and make me stay late. Mm-hmm. So every one of these non-negotiables becomes a fence post. And you can put that to the mind. You can say, imagine that you've got this great, wonderful space. And every single one of these non-negotiables is a fence post. It's a structure. And Mm -hmm. you start building these boundaries. In between each fence post are the things that you will no longer tolerate. This is where you stand. It's your line in the stand. It's your your non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you have to be angry. You should never be angry when you're standing up for yourself. You have a perfect right to claim your space. Yes. You have a perfect right to say, no, thank you. You have a perfect right to say, eh, you know, I don't think I'll argue with you. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and with humor and happiness, because you're standing your ground, you do not need to be angry to claim yourself. I love when you say that, Gloria. That's it's beautiful. Absolutely true. It's absolutely yes. true. So this is, these are the images that I'm putting in the mind. And I'm saying, where's your line in the sand? Where's your non-negotiable? Now we're building a space. And the mind says, wow, we're building a space. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you're safe behind these, 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 these posts. You're safe behind these fence. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, when you put clear boundaries out, what happens? It's like what happens in countries and even in property issues. If your boundaries are clearly marked, everybody knows where they are and they don't go past them. <laughs> When the boundaries are not clearly marked, people push past them and they get into your space and they take advantage of you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And this is what is called neuroplasticity. That exactly. means that we are building new networks in the brain. Right. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Gloria, it, this is not, you know, woo-woo stuff. This is Absolutely true not. neuroscientific, um, neuroscientifically proof. They, they it absolutely it. is. It absolutely yeah. is. Yeah, yep. So the functional MRIs, they can see it. Uh, all kinds of things can see it. And it, so it's amazing. It's it's fun to see that piece mm-hmm. to back up what we see, um, you know, in front of us every day when we work with people. Right. It's fun to track that progress with people. Yeah. And I get that feedback all the time, as I'm sure you do also. Yep. You know, the, for, when I get a client who has a real clear image of their own boundaries, wonderful things start happening. 
Yes. They start attracting the right relationships. They start attracting the right jobs. They, they're, the, the relationships that they have with the people that are already in their lives go through profound changes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? and, and it's just a miracle. It really is. But when you think of what a, an amazing supercomputer our minds are, mm-hmm. how perfect we are, of course we came here with the tools to heal. Of mm-hmm. course we came here with the tools to be perfect. We came in perfect. Yep. It's our natural state. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So Gloria, how can people find you so that they can get their, you know, their brains healed and some neuroplasticity going on there? Oh, I would love to tell you, Karin, my practice is Gloria Danvers Hypnosis. I'm in Winter Park, Florida, and I also have a satellite office in St. Augustine, Florida. But I do Zoom and Skype sessions, and those are fabulous. I can't believe what wonderful work we get done on these Zoom and Skype sessions. Yeah. So um, my, my website is GloriaDanversHypnosis.com, and you can find it down below, I'm sure, in the comments. Yep. Maybe we'll and, add it. Uh, yeah, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And I just reach out to me and say, hey, clear this up for me. Let's talk about this. I love to talk to people because I'm into changing as many lives and lighting as many candles and as many fires as I can before I leave this planet. Mm-hmm. So yes. if you want to speak, if you've got an issue, if you want to touch base with somebody who knows what you're going through, I'm your girl. That's right. So call Gloria. That's right. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Gloria. And now, like I was saying, this is the perfect segue into our next guest, Dr. April Brown, who is here to talk about relationships. And so now that we have our boundaries set up, (laughs) we can get into creating beautiful, intimate relationships. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Brown. She has a thriving private practice since 2005 in Fort Myers and in Cape Coral, where she specializes in in anxiety, depression, self-esteem relationships and sex therapy, emotionally support animals, and distance counseling. As an entrepreneur, she also mentors three counselors and supervises 10 beginning counselor interns who some of them are creating their own private practice. In 2018, Dr. April started hosting her own online radio TV show called Bringing Intimacy Back, where she and other intimacy experts will provide resources and tips on increasing intimacy in all types of relationships. In addition, she was the 2018 recipient of the Southwest Florida Black Girls Rockin' Health. Congratulations. <laughs> Dr. April's newest creation is Vacation Counseling. I love that. Which is an intimate, exclusive, and effective couples counseling retreat that will start this summer uh, to 2020 in Southwest Florida. Dr. April is also very involved in the mental health field and her local community. She is a member of African, um, I'm sorry, American Counseling Association and the American Association of Sexuality Educators, Counselors, and Therapists, and Florida uh, Mental Health Counselors Association. Furthermore, she is the president, Gulf Coast Mental Health Counselors Association, and the vice president of and literacy for all, which are both local programs. Wow, I don't know how you have time to be on here, Dr. Abel. <laughs> you are one busy woman. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, so. Me on the show, and I enjoyed listening to Gloria in the sense of um, boundaries because that intimate connection really, really, really starts in the womb. Yeah. And yes, and building up from childhood and all that. So um, do, we definitely have to have boundaries. Yes, yes. Yes. So, 
So, Dr. Abel, how did you get into the whole intimacy? Because that's that's what we're really um, going to focus on. It, so, are, are couples, is that something that you uh, like to really focus on in your practice? Well, yeah, yes. Um, I started off in my practice with anxiety. Um, but then in working with a lot of people and even with myself, I realized we weren't really connected. Mm-hmm. There's so much technology, so much um, stuff that very few people sit there and are truly present. Yeah. And so I saw this in relationships. Yes. And so that's why I focus on intimacy and sex therapy in the sense of helping couples be truly present because mm-hmm. intimacy is more than just sex. There's right. a whole, whole lot of other stuff. Communication. Yeah. Intelligence, intimacy, creative. Yes. There's a lot more. Okay, well, let's dive right into it. Dr. Ariel, tell us what more intimacy is, because I think a lot of people just think it's about the sex part. Right, right. When you're truly intimate with someone, there is a bond and a connection. Mm-hmm. And you are both in the same spot, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Right. Yes. And so, of course, you can have intimate connections, not only with your significant other, but with God and children and all of that. But that's what true intimacy is. And uh, there's a variety of different forms. It's the emotional intimacy, being able to talk about your feelings, Mm. you know, without judgment and, you know, you shouldn't feel this and all that, being able to communicate, being able to laugh together, to play together. That is important. Yes, because life can get really serious and very, we can get very caught up in all the things we have to do, you know, and totally forget to all the adulting, you know? Right. right. <laughs> and it's about, um, it's because we're busy, but the quality of time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, I like how you're saying that part about, you know, being able to talk about your feelings. I think, you know, again, because so many people have not learned how to really listen and talk about our feelings and where we really are. And, and then they think that, the, I mean, this was one of the things that happened with me with growing up is when I was talking about things going on, uh, kids at school, or my grandmother being, you know, yeah. who she was. And it's like, oh, well, she's old and this, that, and the other. They're, they think that they're helping. But what is a better response when it comes to somebody really starting to lay out their feelings and try to have a conversation about it? Um, the first thing is to learn how to validate Mm-hmm. a person's feelings okay because our feelings are true yes 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 so many times when someone's talking about their their feelings people either want to shut them up or want to fix them yes Instead, <laughs> <laughs> being in that present moment and it kind of a lot of it goes back to what gloria said in the sense of learning boundaries mm-hmm. yes respecting that person's boundary and say okay let me validate that feeling yes and when we can talk about it, some people can't talk about their feelings, but learning how to talk about it means you're able to accept this is what I'm feeling, but it's okay. Yeah. It's yeah, it doesn't mean feelings? the world's going to crash down, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to sometimes feel upset. It's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I especially like that part, it's okay to cry, because I find so many people, they, um, they ascribe weakness with tears. Right. And I'm going, no, there that's not the same no, thing. You can be very you can be fiercely strong and cry. Right. right. It's actually healing. It's yes. a religion. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. 
they're actually, they did a study where they measured what the chemicals were in the tears, depending on what uh, emotion a person was feeling when they were crying. They all had different combinations of, of uh, chemicals that were released from our body. Right, right, right. It's taking a stressful or a sad moment and it's releasing it. It's letting mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. We have to realize, I mean, this world is kind of chaotic and every day is not going to be happy. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. But we have to learn how to, okay, something bad happened. Let me deal with it. Let me feel it. Let me let it out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I can accept it and move on. Yes. So, so being able to talk about feelings, uh, being able to laugh, what are some other ways, I mean, you said to be present. Um, I want to make sure that we're very clear about what intimacy is, because I think this is, the more we can be clear about it, the more we right. know what we're doing. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, I am doing something that's good for our intimacy right now. All right. <laughs> so for couples, if they're not talking, if they're just passing through the day, or what I hear a lot of people say is we're living like roommates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that. yeah you, we hear that it's we're not trusting one another we're not letting um each other in that vulnerable spot but you have to feel um because right the boundaries you have to feel safe yes yes yeah if you don't feel safe inside and especially if you don't feel safe with um the person you're with especially yeah that's not intimacy yeah. Yeah, yeah, we are going to roll into in just a few moments into our last set of messages. But this is really super important because um, this part about creating safety in a relationship, uh, that is something that, you know, that also uh, we all, we're all responsible for. That means if you want safety in a relationship, you have to make it's safe for the other person to speak about their emotions and whatnot. So, so that's, uh, we, we, I know we just have a few seconds, but yeah, what do you, you want to add to that, Dr. April? Yes, that safety is very key. You got to feel safe and love yourself. Mm-hmm. And then making sure that you're safe in a relationship. And if someone's putting you down or causing you to feel all this anxiety, that isn't good. Right. Right. Okay, so we are going to step into a couple of messages, like I said, but we will be back because we're going to talk more about how do you bring intimacy back into your relationship. So you'll want to come right back after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health 
Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. How much health and wellness information have you been exposed to today? Listen to Prescription for Success with Dr. Emil Haldi. Healing and empowerment start from within, but it also takes the best knowledge and advice. That's what you'll find here. Dr. Haldi and his guests will help you make the right life-enhancing decisions for well-being success. Tune in live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Prescription for Success. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to Karin W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K A R I N. Now, back to shift happens we are indeed making a lot of shift happen today we started the show in case you're just tuning in with hypnotherapist gloria danvers who was talking about something very important which is boundaries so if you missed that part you'll want to scroll back and uh, listen to that because that is the perfect segue into what we're talking about now with dr april brown about intimacy and bringing intimacy back into our relationships that is something that is so key and Mind you, yes, intimacy is sex, but intimacy is a lot more than sex, right, Dr. April? Oh, yes, yes. It's about connecting, being one with your partner, spending time talking, Mm. um, doing things, exercising together, playing. Yes, it's much more. Getting off of your electronic devices, for sure. Yes. Yes. We've gotten so addicted to those devices. It is scary. Yes, yes. And many times even um, our kids don't know how to, to talk with one another. Mm-hmm. So especially um, sometimes at night, couples get together and they're all on their iPads and their phones and all this. It's learning to put that aside. Yeah. Have a conversation. How was your day? Yeah. What was the best part? What was the worst part? What can I do to help you? Yes. Yeah, I like that part with what can I do to help you? Because we can forget about that piece. Yeah. You know, Yeah when we get into rat of a long-term relationship, especially like it's all about me. What have you done for me lately? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause if we're always just venting and venting and venting a partner, it becomes kind of negativity. Yes. And if we're expecting our partner to fix, or if you're trying to fix someone in a relationship, that's, that's not good either. That's becoming more codependent. So it's good to vent a little. And of course we all have to do that. But then also talk about other things. How can we help one another to be stronger, to be a stronger couple? Mm -hmm. It's important to make the time to be intimate. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And when I talk about, um, besides the emotional part, intimacy, even in touch, doesn't necessarily always have to mean sex. Right. Taking a shower together, you know, massaging each other, mm-hmm. holding each other. Yes. 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 Just sitting close next to each other. Right. Yes. And I know everybody has a different uh, love language. And so that's, that's important too, to figure out, okay, well, because if I'm showing my love language and my partner's uh, love language, language is something else, then they're not getting it. They're not feeling loved because I am showering them with love and they're going, what are you talking about? You just all over me. It's like, get off of me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, what, yeah. what are some tips that you have for couples like that? For couples like that, well, number one, of course, is to make time. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we're all busy and stuff. So whether you have to schedule time yeah. on the couch because we schedule everything else, that's important. Yeah. Um, number two, when we talked about love language, a lot of people's love language is um, touch. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes when you're talking with your partner, even if you just put your hand on their thigh, yeah. you know, I mean, that's just different than talking with a coworker. You know, yeah. it just softens that conversation and that kind of stuff. Um, the other, since we're mentioning love languages, <laughs> um, the other love language of creating intimacy is, of course, words and affirmations. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all busy in the day, sometimes sending your partner a cute little text in the daytime or, or doing stuff like that. It's yeah. just really making your partner feel, feel special. That you're thinking of them. You're thinking of them, you yes. know? Yes. Yeah. A great also is when you do charitable acts, if you really want your wife to um, be more intimate with you at night, but she's running around all night, all day, just taking care of the kids, doing this. When she comes home, have a bathtub ready for her. Like, yeah. Mm. Help her put the kids together. Yes. You know, the charitable acts kind of thing. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And, if, yes. and of course, gifts always helps too. <laughs> 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 Yeah. So, so Dr. April, one thing that I hear oftentimes, especially when kids, they have, I mean, when people, they couples, they have small kids, yeah. it's exhausting and draining. And then they're working full time and then they come home and they have the little kids and they're, by the time the kids are in bed, they're done. They're drained. Right. Right. So what I would suggest is um, scheduling some time just to be together. Mm-hmm. And I know most of us are thinking, oh, my gosh, I cannot leave my kids with a babysitter or with um, grandma or whatever. But that's important mm-hmm. because if the, and I look at the structure, if the top is strong, everything else is going to be strong. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, also, it requires sometimes um, as parents being OK to say, hey, you can sleep in your own bed or, you know, um, it's OK for kids to learn how to self-soothe themselves. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. many people struggle with that. They do so much, so much, then they have no time for themselves. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. It's those boundaries again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and so uh, tell us a little bit about your new upcoming venture with the uh, vacation uh, retreats. What was it? Yes. Vacation yes. counseling. Uh, yes, well, I'm calling it vacation counseling. And vacation counseling, it's this summer where a couple can come down for the weekend or for a week and stay in one of our luxurious um, vacation rentals. And we will have intense counseling service for that weekend, plus vacation. So you get about 15 hours of counseling service, plus you're able to go do the boats, go golf, go swim, 
have someone to come do the massage thing. It's mm. putting more fueling into the couple, mm-hmm. rejuvenating them, but yeah. also giving them skills on how to um, talk, communicate, connect, because many times we lose that connection. Yeah, absolutely. And and this is one of the things that I tell people for the most part too, that there really, really are skills. It's not something, oh, you're either born with it or you're not. It's literally just some things that we have to learn, just like we had to learn how to ride a bike and learn how to do our new job and all that. Right, yeah. right, because most of us learn how to communicate with our partner, um, kind of like Gloria was saying, is through what we saw growing up. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> And subconsciously, <laughs> so many times, we end up, as, at least in the first uh, early part of our life, attracting somebody like a one or both of our parents, right? right? Yeah. Have you found that? <laughs> yes. It's kind of like our little child inside is trying to find that parents. We can hash out this thing and fix this thing that we didn't get to do when we were a kid. And sometimes it works if there are two people who are aware yeah. enough and sometimes it doesn't. Right. And so for all of us, we can learn um, communication skills, mm-hmm. how to connect, how to be emotionally vulnerable to another partner. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How to active listen. Yes. Yes. And the communication sounds so simple, but it is really a tough one because, especially I think in, a, in an intimate relationship, because now we're talking about it's, it's different when you talk about other people, you know, other people's feelings and other people's relationships and that. But now it's my feelings and my heart that's at stake. And I'm really nervous and I'm really scared. And I don't know what you're going to do with it. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yeah. And in relationships, of course, um, they're not perfect. No. Yeah. Your, your partner is going to hurt your feelings. But um, you need to be able to say, hey. My feelings are hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And that partner's been able to hear and actually hear that validate and say, you know, well, I'm sorry. What can I do to help? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah, and that's again where, uh, like Gloria mentioned at the very end of, of uh, her, when we were talking with Gloria, was that you don't have to say it in an anger way because you said something that hurt my feelings. I don't have to your head off I can say you know what Dr. April when you mentioned that that really stung a little bit you know and and then it's so much easier for you to receive it that way right because I haven't bit off your head mm-hmm. <laughs> yes 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 and so one thing that I do work with some couples some couples when they start to get upset or when a person starts they get flooded up here yeah and they're so like oh some of us need to take a little timeouts mm-hmm Yes, yes. Yeah, and process our feelings and journal them out and then give our partner the second response or the third. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> not to say the first thing that comes to our mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, you, and when you do take that time to write it all out and allow yourself to have it all angry in the beginning, then right. you, you have uh, the time and the wherewithal to edit it. <laughs> That's <laughs> why you give the second or third or fourth version. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, this is the one that will go over and be received rather than I will have my head bit off in response to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. very Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what would you say, uh, Dr. April, are some of the 
biggest, the, the most common issues that you, do you have certain issues that, oh, this just comes up all the time in couples? Um, the no time, but I said to make time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that comes up a lot with, um, sometimes more with women than with men, but men also, is they either can have an orgasm mm-hmm. or um, they just are stuck. Because sometimes mm-hmm. we have so much anxiety. Yeah. And many times it's because we're not actually present. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, Everywhere we're running but here. through our mind, like, oh my gosh, I got to wash dishes. When is this over? Yada, yada. <laughs> yes. And then we're wondering why. Yeah. Learning yeah. how to be present. Yeah. To, you know, fully be vulnerable. Um, but sometimes that requires work. And sometimes that does happen. Going back to what, a little bit of what Gloria says is because maybe there's been abuse. Maybe there's been trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes you really have to do some self-work yeah. to see what's really going on, what's really blocking. Yeah, yeah. And and I find that many times when I work with couples is that many times I it, I find it uh, more effective and efficient to, for each to do some of their own work to clean right. out some of their trauma. And right. now you don't have all those hot triggers, hot buttons. Right. And then come together and it's like, oh, okay, well, this is so much easier now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then the other thing that I see is that um, intimacy really shouldn't, even though I just mentioned about orgasm, that really shouldn't be the main goal. The main Mm -hmm. goal is pleasure. Right. Enjoying one another. Yes. Yes, yes. Because if we have that as a main goal, sometimes we do have on the other side a lot of anxiety. Men have a lot of anxiety. I got to get this right. I got to get this right. And yeah. And then that causes yeah, because then it turns into performance anxiety, and you, right, 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 and then right. you forget the journey. It's uh, a whole lot of other stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that could be a whole other show in and of itself, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Dr. Abraham, where can people find you and um, and go okay. on vacation counseling? Okay, so um, vacation counseling, your interest in couples retreat is www.vacationcounseling. .com. We're out there on Facebook. I'm also just looking up Dr. April Brown. There's Facebook. I'm out there on um, LinkedIn, um, Instagram. Yes. Oh, good stuff. I, yes. And then I have a show called Bringing Intimacy Back. Yeah, it's all connected. So give yes. me a place. Good. So, yeah, and we will also uh, post that on our Shift Happens Facebook page. So those who are listening, uh, do go ahead and look us up on Facebook, Shift Happens, and leave comments. We will add uh, the uh, ways to contact Dr. April and Gloria Danvers. And uh, we want to hear what you have to say. What do you think? What were your takeaways? And uh, outside of that, I want to first of all thank Gloria and Dr. April for coming on here today. And now take this information and go out there and be your glorified, beautiful, shining, sparkly (laughs) selves. Until next time, take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and Jessica Durrell for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you. 